0: On Maynard.com.au. AU! Hey, Jump and roll! Jump and roll!
1: But mainly roll because it's Tim Ferguson! Get down low and go, go, go! It's Maynard!
0: And you're listening to Bunga Bunga 74, the show that can't count.
1: Can't, can't, hang on, 70, hang on, go. After 73, 160. I don't know, I can't keep up with sports. <laughs> Coming to you from the fortress of arrogance that is the bastion of Ferguson. You bet it is. Tim, <laughs> and listen to this. <laughs> In this episode of Bunga Bunga, so good they named it twice. You'll hear this.
0: We'll take you to Tim and Paul Livingston's exhibition where you'll hear a drunken person saying this.
2: Well, obviously, Gretel, anyone who's worked in comedy has seen the odd
1: penis. What does that mean, Tim? Well, obviously, they're a fan of Paul Livingston's art and it's emotionally shattered them. <laughs> There was one of his pictures last night and people were standing around it. And I asked them, wow, are you trying to work out what it means? And they said, oh, we know what it means. It's just we're shocked that someone would say that in public.
0: Ah, uh, fantastic. It's been a while since Bunga Bunga 73, Tim. You've had your exhibition opening, which you'll hear later in this show, only last night. What else have you been up to?
1: Well, I've been writing, writing, writing a secret squirrel project, teaching, teaching, teaching... Oh, yeah, when I'm working on another book which will shatter the stand-up comedy industry because it really needs to be shaken up. So I've written a book called Stand-Up Comedy, How to Write It, Perform It and Make It Your Career. The number of people that I meet who've only done two five-minute raw appearances, Ah. somehow think they know something about comedy. So I'm writing a book to help them so that they will be the smartest person in the room. Who's your favourite comic this week, Tim? Well, you are, Maynard. That's just because I've got the hilarious jacket on. And Paul Livingston, because I saw him last night and he might be listening right now. It's such hard work trying to make my mates People like you and people like Paul Livingston and all these really talented people who have this thing and it's a sickening disease as far as I'm concerned. It's called humility. And humility, that stuff will drive you crazy. Look what happens to monks. They become (laughs) humble. Their hair falls out. Don't do it. I've been working on my library and
0: filing the stuff way. and I thought, oh, I'll just start with the records. Do you know how many fucking records I have, Tim? You've got at least 20, 25... <clears throat> Wrong, 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 wrong. Six thousand. I have two thousand seven-inch singles, four thousand twelve-inch albums and singles. <laughs> what are you asleep on the roof? I'm still looking for a name for the library too. What's the uh, civilian name for Wonder Woman? It's Diana. What's her surname? Prince. Is yeah. it? I'm thinking the Diana Prince Library mightn't be a bad idea. Or I was thinking the name of Batgirl, who's a librarian in the Batman show. Maybe I could call it after her. Yeah. The final series of the sixty-six sixty where she did mainly high kicks in a fight. That girl, that girl, that girl,
3: that girl. Where do you come from? Where do you go? Is your scene,
0: baby got to know. Barbara Gordon, the Barbara Gordon Library. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds very good. So that's what we've been doing. Tim's been going to the movies and working hard. where well, I've been up my own library. <laughs> is that what they're calling it these days? <laughs> Time to check out our crank mail. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail.
1: Tim, seems to be some pissing noise going on there. What the hell? Yes, indeed, Maynard, no, It is. And I? I have to tell you that that big brown thing in the corner may just look like a... <laughs> Big blanket put over a frame. But if I go, ah, you see, it's a moose. And that moose has just (laughs) released its bladder very slowly. Well, let's listen.
4: I'm getting out of you.
0: A couple of people that I've reached out to on Facebook. I oh, Don't you love that? I reached out to. I just put a message up. That's all I bloody did. Don't you love it? Reached out as if you've actually got up and done something.
1: And I want to thank you for going to that effort, may not. Crank
0: mail! Ben Begley, our bus driving friend and a Patreon from the United States of Seattle,
1: he writes, Are aliens amongst us? And if so, will they date me? It's guaranteed. You know, Seattle is home to the world's largest science fiction memorabilia collection. You're the bus driver. Just make sure you are observant because it is guaranteed. One of them's got to be an alien. Isn't that right? I mean, we've all seen men in true. Black. They are everywhere. Crank mail. And Robert Darby, our friend from Victoria,
0: Ballarat, indeed, he says, Tim, are we just prisoners here of our own device?
1: <laughs> if it's got batteries, go with it. If it doesn't, then walk out immediately. Crank mail. Stu Burns has written something, but Kim has added
0: to his question. Stu Burns writes, How many roads must a man walk down? And Kim has
1: added, Before you call her a man. No longer will people be able to call themselves men Mm -hmm. because that would just be starting trouble. Good on you, Kim. How many roads can he walk down? It certainly depends where you start. If you're right at the beach, I would say zero. Well, thank you, Kim Sands, Stu
0: Burns, Robert Darby and Ben Begley for Crank mail. Let's close the Crank Crankmail. We'll do the bug out bag and then after the bag, we'll go to visit your exhibition opening from last night. But we can't open Maynard's bug out bag. And of course, a bug out bag is if finally the CIA turn up at my doorstep and knock on the front door and they've been silly enough to leave the back door open, I go out the back with my bug out bag to start a new life. But we have to ask, what's in that bag? Tim. What's in Minas Bug Out Bay Thank you, Tim, in the announcer booth. It's a CD this
1: time. Something I'll be really getting into. Casino Royale, the movie from what, 1960 something? It's the 50th anniversary edition CD
0: I've got here. And the vinyl of Casino Royale is considered to be one of the greatest albums ever pressed because it's, it sounds great. That's strange. You would have a different idea what the greatest vinyl album ever pressed is, wouldn't you?
1: Well, that would be Bird Noises by Midnight Oil.
0: But <music> do go on. Well, I would have gone with New World Record by ELO.
1: Is fantastic that
0: is my bug out bag because it would take a while to explain why it's in the bug out bag and when the people got their mouth open I escape well and if you've bugged out and you're on a deserted island you need something to talk about and by the way it does sound fantastic the big fight at Casino Royale it goes on for 17 minutes the fight at the end People are fighting to this music. Now that's a fight. Gets me going. That what's in my bug out bag. Right now, we take you from the solid art of 1967's Casino Royale to the bright, shining art that was last night at the Sheffer Gallery in Darlington, or Redfern, depending on what you want to say.
1: Darlington, if you're that kind
0: of person. But if people want to look into further investigating the artwork of yourself or Paul Livingstone, where would they go?
1: Damien Minton is the name of the guy who sells our art. DamienMinton.com.au, I think, will get you there. And there'll
0: be links in the show notes notes for this as well and on the web page if you're listening to it there. He was complaining last night because you were a bit insistent there. You were stomping your little feet, Tim, because you wanted a couple of fridges in the exhibition space to put the fridge magnets on. You had A4 and occasionally A3 fridge magnets available there last night and I got one of them.
1: Damien was like well, where am I going to get fridges? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, I do know a fridge guy, but by then I'd lost interest. (laughs) And then when we turned up yesterday, there are fridges lined up in the middle of the gallery covered in our art magnets. And you're going to hear the voices here of Wendy Harmer, Gretel Colleen, Andrew
0: Denton, who I haven't seen for many years. Tony Push turns up and makes as much sense as usual, and a whole bunch of other people discussing the art, and I'm just basically trying to figure out from them what the hell's going on, Tim. What would you say was
1: the mood in the room? The mood in the room was unsettled by some of the art, but I think joyfully unsettled. And the more wine they had, the more they bought the artwork. So we kept that going. So
0: have a listen to Tim, Paul and a whole bunch of wine-soaked people right now as we take you to the launch that was only last night. This is Art People, a few voices you haven't heard for a while here. You can no doubt hear the hubbub behind me because we're at the opening of Mr Paul Livingston and, of course, uh, Tim Ferguson's artwork here in deepest Darlington here in Sydney. I was only attacked twice trying to get to the studio, so that's fine. We'll be asking a question tonight, is it outsider art? Is it art? What the hell is it they've got on their walls? We've got a venue full of people... People that are full of red wine for Tim and Livo's big opening. The star of the show, I mean, who cares about what Livingston's doing? Of course, it's uh, Tim Ferguson. I Tim. How are you? I just put my pants on. That's the kind of art exhibition we're having, Maynard. You're all in dark navy blue. Is this some
1: tribute to the Navy or the village people? It's to the village Navy. Not often spoken about, but often celebrated by amateurs.
0: You're a man who's not phased by going on stage. Are you phased by having to put up an exhibition with about 25 artworks of yours on the wall?
1: What was the stress of that like? Not good. The thing with making art, when you know someone's going to be looking at it, is that it becomes much more difficult. When I just drew stupid pictures, then i just go in my book of stupid pictures. But in these ones, I had to actually concentrate. Have you ever done that, concentrate? No, I've tried to avoid it most of my life, Tim. It's overrated. Have you got a theme of your
0: drawings? A lot of them are group drawings. There's the occasional cat drawing, I noticed. There's even one of Livo himself over there. Is there a theme, Tim? The main thing is,
1: as it sits on your wall, you enjoy looking at it. Whereas Paul's art is a lot darker and probably grotesque is what he went for in some of them. (laughs) When I'm
0: looking at Paul Livingston's work behind, I'm thinking conversation starter.
1: And he's a great artist. And people are going to ask him, what does it mean? Whereas with mine, people don't ask what it means. They just ask if they can turn it down a bit. Could we call your work, Tim, outsider art? What a what a what?
0: Outsider art. Someone who's outside the normal art world that one would expect to see exhibiting.
1: Yeah, because they don't know. You need someone who doesn't even know what art is to walk in here and go, I like the pretty colours in teams.
0: I'll just wander around and talk to a few of these white wine
1: soaked art buffs. I am wine soaked as well. Who's got my pants?
0: Tim is uh, a gesture towards these two people that I should chat to saying you're a friend of Paul Livingston's?
4: I
2: don't know Paul Livingston.
0: It's okay to disavow him, there's no shame in that. I'm
2: disavowing him.
0: Outsider art, have we got outsider Uh, art going on here or not?
2: Yeah, I would call it gestural.
0: What does that mean?
2: It's not totally narrative, it's using colour and gesture that's just nice for the eye to take
4: in.
0: How would you describe the palette of Livingston's colours versus Tim's colours.
4: Well, I don't like to use the word darker, but...
0: When you look at Mr Livingston's work, the blue he uses in the hair there, for example, yeah. compared to Tim's over here. Oh, Tim's I... blues are much more vibrant.
2: It's,
4: that's right. It's like a little dance. Mm.
0: Have you got a favourite one of Paul's you'd like to describe you might have had a look the at? and one I bought. Oh, which one was that? The
4: one number, number two there.
0: It looks like it's a bride who might be going to rob a bank or something. She's got a, a mask on a, over her eyes.
2: Well, yeah. maybe that that's how I'll think of it then. As it's a Has it got a
0: title? Got a title at all?
4: Yeah, I think you just gave it
0: the title. Oh right, right. that's the probably direct opposite of what he intended. <laughs> We've got two heavily uh, fine art buffs here. We've got Wendy and Gretel. How are you?
2: Very well, thank you. Thank you, Maynard. I'm glad to be a heavy. What did you say? A heavy art... A a fine art buff. I thought you were just saying I was fat there.
0: No, I I don't walk into a gallery and just start doing that kind of thing. Have you got a favourite work of either of them, Wendy?
2: I think that the portal into Flacco's mind is... Very crowded. Is very disturbing. (laughs) Very disturbing. I was very sad to see that Tim's piece over there of comedians in 2000 in all their array, in all their postures was already bought. I would have purchased that. Did you recognise anyone? I did recognise quite a lot of them. There were perhaps dicks that I'd seen that weren't in there.
4: What did you see?
2: Well obviously Gretel, anyone who's worked in comedy has seen the odd penis. And they weren't in there. I haven't. Um. I have not. I mean, I don't know Wendy's story. Uh, uh, she has an autobiography coming out, so hopefully she'll reveal. I'll, I'll, I'll
0: be reading that page three times. <laughs> so you got a favourite work you'd like to describe here? If-
2: I know that Tim and Paul are both vulnerable and I therefore don't want to choose a favourite.
0: Look, can I just say what Paul actually said about Tim's last exhibition I was Was at? Was that rude? He said, that's not art, that's just some guy drawing stuff in his lounge room with coloured pencils and now here they are exhibiting together. What does that mean?
2: It makes Paul a fool. But like you see, Paul's a little bit of a snob, isn't he? Because he went to art school, didn't he? Yeah. Did he? Yes, that's that. I'm going with the um, tried and true. Do the eyes follow you around the room and will it go with the cushions? And then I'm putting that into my budget and seeing what I can come up with, Maynard. Do you
0: you have any art on your wall at home? I saw your documentary a while back, Stuff, and your part of the house seemed very crowded. Do you have artwork on the wall?
2: I don't like art. I just... I I like decoration. I like patterns. She likes wine, which is why she's here. And I like... Flowers, Art is problematic, mate. let's face it. And it's got to stay there for a while. It doesn't fucking go with anything, let's face it. I think that's a little bit of a weak excuse because Paul's (laughs) art is about 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres. So it's not as though it's going to consume a room. Well, there is, that is true. You could hide that in the fridge when people come over. That That is fair. With the cheese slices. You could. And they would open the fridge and go... And you go, no, it's fine.
0: It's just mould. <laughs> Good to see you both talk to you knew,
2: knew mould cost that much. <laughs>
0: We've got David Hunt here, fellow podcaster. We're over near the Paul Livingston side of the wall. Well, we Beautiful stuff, Maynard. And, of course, you can see uh, Tim's over there. Is there. A, a, for the listener at home, you want to describe something that you've picked out as well. That's, now, that's art.
5: I don't know much about art, Maynard, but I know what I
0: like, and I like a lot of the stuff. I find Tim's almost Native American Indian the colourful array of patterns, letters. Like a multicoloured totem pole almost. There's something in it, primal and totemic uh, that speaks to me. I really like it. You've got all the big words going on here, David. And I really, really like lots of the faces, almost Bacon-esque, some of these ones that Paul has done. Would you describe Paul's art as haunted? No, I think it is haunting. I'm really enjoying it. How would you describe the, the difference in the palette of colours used?
2: Tim likes brighter colours. Tim has the primary colours going on. Certainly does. And the primary colour of livo is perhaps dark.
0: Have you got a favourite artwork of all of them?
2: I think my favourite one is the owl. It's very simple, but I love it.
0: Have you got a favourite work?
2: I haven't decided yet.
0: Have another glass and you'll find one soon enough.
1: Let's just put our hands together to begin with for these two artists. Yes. <laughs> And did you know that I called Tim Ferguson an artist? <laughs>
3: Bullshit, <Yeah. laughs> Welcome
1: everybody, thanks a lot for coming. It's great to finally meet friends of Paul Livingston. <laughs> I've
5: been
1: a guy for what, 45 years and I never knew again this <laughs> It's so much fun to be exhibiting with somebody who went to art school. <laughs> 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 to Paul
3: Livingstone.
1: Well, thank you for coming. So we do something as Corning has given three cheers. Three! Hip hooray! Three!
0: back with long time friend Russell Chick how are you Russell Hi man I'm really good all the better for being here You've got a bit of experience in the art world I do I've been looking at art for years and years You can use big words like I've been using stuff like outsider art and oh. palette but Outsider ma- art that's really nice you said that for Tim I thought maybe that's suitable It
1: is outsider art is for people who have not had any formal art training We cannot call Flacco an outsider artist because he went
3: to art school Those portraits of those heads are very like Francis Bacon used to draw of his partners and lovers, very dark and very
1: surreal and a little acid trip-like. Paul has kind of captured that same atmosphere, I think, in some of those really dark faces. Have you got much art at
0: home, Russell? I've got more than I can fit on the wall. Well, I've got Andrew here. It's very nice
4: to see you again. You're looking very well. Thank you, Maynard. It's good to and be here. You've got the white wine, so obviously it must be an art exhibition. Absolutely, and I'm just looking for the right person to throw it at. Uh, do you think if you were protesting you'd throw
0: soup over this or some other food stuff? No, I wouldn't want to waste soup. What I'm struck by is a difference in the colour palette between the two. Yeah. One guy trained, one guy didn't. How would you
4: describe the difference between the two approaches? One is filled with anger, resentment, a deep pustule of frustration at the physical circumstances in which they find themselves, and a hatred of the universe due to circumstances beyond their control. And then there's Tim's work, which is very different and really beautiful and speaks to a lovely soul that sees only sunshine. The person with multiple sclerosis is using loud primary colours, sunny things, my suspicion is Paul painted these to bring Tim down, which is a low act, really, when you think about it. Do you have much artwork at your place? I actually have a Paul Livingstone original. is hanging in my place. Do you have to have the room fit the artwork? You shouldn't worry about that. It needs to fit your mood. That's the trick. Wendy Harmer just said all art is useless for that. She said she won't have it in the house. Well, you've seen Wendy. I mean, this makes sense. She's got a lot of stuff in her house. She might not even see the artwork. That's right. She can't move for her own stuff. I lead a fairly empty life so I need something else (laughs) to fill it. Something to fill my imagination and give me an outlook. I've spoken to some people who see this sort of thing first thing in the morning because they bought the stuff and it makes them smile. Paul's artwork would make you smile, wouldn't it? Well, Paul makes me smile. Just yeah. the knowledge of Paul. I have never actually seen Tim's artwork before. Wendy was just telling me he he was prolific during the Doug's days, but I've never seen it. I'm very impressed. I've seen Tim doing it from his very earliest time when he first was having a go with just black
0: and white outline drawings. Right. And, to, and to see how he's grown and the accuracy, which, which he's getting things now,
4: is amazing. I'm really impressed. and I'm actually a bit annoyed... I've spent the last five minutes chiselling some red dots off the wall so I can get some things I want. Isn't that annoying? You come five minutes late and the bloody stuff's sold. No, I just assumed, Tim and Paul, no one's going to buy this shit, and then this. I am disappointed. I had imagined that either Tim or Paul would do a painting which was of a giant red dot to confuse everybody. didn't happen. That sounds like something the other Paul might do. Yeah, the other difficult Paul. Good we Paul. don't speak at the difficult Paul. <laughs> I'll
0: let you be alone to live your life in religious freedom now. I'll oh, talk to you later, Andy. Thank
4: you, mate. I'd love to see Bye. you.
0: Cool. Thank you. Hello. I'm, 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 I'm working my way around
3: the no, no, room. No, again. That's
0: what you should be doing. Now, no, no, what is your favourite uh, exhibit here tonight?
3: Oh, I'm a bit of
0: 50-50. Oh, okay. Oh, no. If no, no, you had to pick one painting. Which would it be? You're pointing to the one that's got two heads and some weird inscriptions under the yes. end of it. Once upon a time, wrong end?
2: Sorry, no. It's a, it's oh. a, it's
1: a classic Paul joke. Right, And for okay. me... Um, It's very reflective of how he's one line, one humour.
0: And what do you make of his colour palette there? Very dark. Of course it's
2: dark. It's cool.
0: Where would you put this if this was yours in your house?
1: In the lounge room
0: and it would be a conversation topic and people would talk about it till late into the evening.
1: Exactly. That would be too long for Paul.
0: He'd ask you to leave before then.
1: Yes, he would ask you to leave
5: before he gave you the painting.
0: <laughs> Mum, here with the mouth Club favourite Tony Push. Tony, you are no stranger to art openings because the alcohol is usually free.
1: <laughs> oh God, the beer's flowing like a small fountain over in that corner near the front door. For me, what I would do is stack all the art near the front door with a small sign saying free beer at the back. Get the free beer at the back. Why am I interested in art? Yes, why am I why? interested in Garfunkel? Simple Simon, me says. Now I regard art as a bridge over something, something be it a, a a water trouble, anything like that. Art will see you through and take you over to the Garfunkel on the other side. And what I was saying about Ferguson leaving. The background blank is you can buy that. Take it home and finish the colouring in. Tony Bush, good talking
0: to you as always. I know stuff, Maynard. Well, it wouldn't be the first time I've been chatting with Paul Livingston on a street in Redfern late at night.
5: Well, it's been a while, I think, and nothing has changed. <laughs> I've been talking to
0: Andrew Denton, he really loves your work.
5: He does, yeah, but he's, he's quite senile right now, so...
0: Your art is also represented in fridge magnet form?
5: Well, it's all a thing now, we, we, we want art that sticks to things.
0: You were at art school for more than just one semester, weren't you?
5: I was at art school from 1976 to 1989.
0: So you started during the disco period, and you ended up during Nirvana, there was, yes, the Seattle Sound.
5: I was at art school, we only listened to jazz and John
0: Cage. Oh, I'm sorry, of course you would. What is your favourite work of your own you've got up here on the wall?
5: Uh, I've done a lot of Heads.
0: I like the one that looked like the bride was about to go and rob a bank she had a mask on.
5: I like that one, The the Groomed Bride. It's a really nice one, Yeah.
0: yeah. What has inspired you with a lot of your work here? It seems there's dark colours, there's skeletal remains coming through. There's something about life and death and the fact we're only here for the moment, or I got this completely wrong, Paul?
5: That sounds really good. I'd like to say that. I'd like to have an artist statement that said things like that. It's all about life and death and other postmodern notions. But I just wanted to paint some heads. And I thought, I'm on with Tim Ferguson. He does a lot of faces and heads, so I thought I'd better do heads as well.
0: It was also a deliberate choice not to do it in loud primary colours like Tim always does.
5: Exactly. I mean, you know, he's a beginner. Let's face it, he's a beginner.
0: Just, I'll just insert here what you said about Tim's last exhibition I spoke to you at.
5: What do you make of
0: Tim's work, Mr Livingstone?
5: When you put it up on a wall like this, it actually looks like art. Whereas when you see him in his underpants at home doing the same thing, you would swear it's not. What would you call his style? I'd call it manic expansionism. Wow. Does that sound like an art movement? He's got a nervous line and a good eye for ugly people, so I can relate to that. They all kind of look like me. You had an art exhibit only about a year ago, didn't you? Yes, yeah. I did, but mine was real art. Yeah, yeah, yours was real stuff. You can laugh at this. I mean, that can't be art, surely. <laughs> it's entertaining people. And that's and, not art. Yeah. Art is not entertainment. And I'm angry at this exhibition. Has this inspired you to go do another exhibit? I will have another exhibit, but this isn't inspiring me at all. It's entertaining and funny. I'll be doing the serious work.
0: That's just some guy drawing in his, his lounge room with loud-coloured pencils, I believe, is what you said.
5: Yeah, and look where he is now. He's moved on to crayons.
0: <laughs> what should be in their mind as a final thought when they're having a look at the art on the wall from you and Tim?
5: There's a list of instructions on the wall if you really want to read them about uh, different poses for different kinds of art activities. I choose what you want. to you give me a wanker or a postmodernist or just a bored person who has nothing else to do with their life and they're on the pension and they want to look at what some other person, people have bought which won't go on their own walls.
0: Thank you and enjoy your seniors card. Thank you very much, Maynard. Paul Livingston there being confident but not at the same time.
1: Not many people can wear those two shoes at once on the same foot. Do you think he was really at art school from 1975 to 1989? I don't know, I wasn't born then, but I assume they had art of some kind. Keep an eye
0: out for uh, Sandman and Flacco doing their practice shows around the state of New South Wales and
1: elsewhere. If you liked Flacco, then you're really going to like the man behind Flacco, Paul Livingston, and, of course, the Sandman. Who's not going to want to go to that? Did you hear his humility there? Can you see the crap I put up with? (laughs) Humility, humility. (laughs) I'm surrounded by geniuses who are like, Oh, no, nobody would come. Come on, people. Paul
0: Livingston, he likes to say no just straight off the bat about everything the first time. So you never take the first answer from him, do you?
1: Because the first answer will be a polite refusal. It's not that he wants people to ask him a second time. It's just you've got to build a better case. Like for doing an art gallery, it meant that for the last eight months, both of us have had to be painting and painting and painting. So to get him to think, oh, yeah, that will be a good idea, I just said... Everybody will be really shitty if you don't. I
5: hate you! I hate you more!
1: And if you do, you'll be treated like a legend, which is what's happening right now.
5: Hello, darling!
1: And he brought his avant-garde art friends. It was David Art Wales was there. You said the guys from Funny Stories were there as well? The Funny Stories Comedy Quartet. If you don't know them, I'm sure you'll be able to find them on the internet. They did what I think was a 15-minute sketch where only one line was present, which was, don't you know how to use a power drill, son? And when you hear that multiple times over 15 or 20 minutes, you've got no recourse but to laugh because your body has tried everything else. Could you say they were da-da? They were da-da, but they all wore tuxedos. They were covered in baby powder or dust. It was very artistic. Yeah, yeah, I think da da. There was a lot of random but of course there was a real point behind four men in various ways again and again saying, Don't you know how to use a power drill, son? Don't you know how to use a power drill, son? Don't you know how do you and on and on and you'd be thinking, That's not funny. Do it for twenty minutes, then call me. Well, I would put them up there with Los Trios ring barcos at times. Oh, yeah, very funny and so smart. I mean, they're still some of the smartest people I've ever even seen. And they were at your art opening, Tim. They were. I think they were there just to see Paul Livingston's art. But they said nice things about mine, so that's important. Almost time to go. But before we go, we can't
0: know, we don't know what to think. It's Tim Ferguson's right of reply
1: to a question nobody asks. Don't expect too much. Tim. So, you are confused about whether you will vote yes or no on the referendum which we'll install. Have they got a maybe box? That's usually what we call Tasmania. Oh, right. A lot of people are, for some reason, doing polls. Don't worry about polls. People are worried about polls because the polls are saying that the yes vote won't win, that the no vote will win. But polls also predicted that Scott Morrison wouldn't win. So you can't trust these polls. I keep hearing people on mainly 2GB, because you, you have to listen, and I also read the right-wing media, uh, all saying that it's not fair to label no voters as racist. And I think they've got a point. I think they do have a point. It's not racist to vote no. But what it is, is I've invented the term colonist. It is colonist of you. If you're considering taking the people who were here... Living on the land that was taken, if you're thinking of voting no, so that they have nothing in the Constitution that even mentions who they are, let alone gives them a little committee, then you are a colonist. You' are thinking in terms of the colony. well, we built it, and we came up with a constitution, and we're not going to change it, which is the wrong kind of conservatism, so you're not racist. But you are a colonist, and if you're proud to be that, given all its limitations, then we can't stop you. It's just that you can't come to my place. But I think most people will end up in the ballot box, Maynard, and they'll look at the question, and because they're Australian, which is the world's most apathetic nation, I think they'll shrug and go, well, that sounds pretty fair. Why not? We've got the entire continent, the entire (coughs) f***ing continent of Australia And for this, all they want is one little committee that's going to pester the Prime Minister. Now, you might think they'll be able to give orders to the Prime Minister. Do you think if Peter Dutton was Prime Minister that a committee could give him orders that he would follow? Are you really scared of that? Just vote yes and stop being a fucking moron. Tim Ferguson's right of reply. Thanks, Tim, for telling us what's on your mind.
0: I've got more opinions, I really do. We haven't got time. Don't expect too much... (laughs) The end of Bunga Bunga 74 has been upon us. We've gone to an art show. We've heard from the listeners and the viewers. We've
1: found out what's in my library. We've found out what's in Tim's head. Is there anything we haven't done? One thing you could do is go to artful.com.au, A-R-T-F-U-L. If you paint and if you want to draw and you want people to have a look at it, Go to artful.com.au because we're having a uh, competition for Australians to draw art that includes people with disabilities of any kind. Already we've had a couple of hundred submissions of some really good artwork. Artful.com.au, run by the good people at Achieve Australia. We're trying to change the way people look at art and disability. So get onto it, people. All it remains to do is dance, Tim.
0: Let's dance. Look at me now, Ma. Look at me now. This is one of the 6,000 bloody things I've had to file over the last two months.
1: Look at these feet go. Okay, well, they're not going, but they want to. Look at the will. Banga, banga.
3: George Eliot, Margot Fontaine, Catherine Mansfield, Elizabeth Bowen Edith Piaf, 1915-1963 to Sylvia Plath, 1932-1963 to Simone de Beauvoir, Jean Stafford, 1915-1979 Tracy Fields, Vivian Lee, 1913-67, OIP All dead, yet still alive Isaac well, Isadora Duncan, 1878 to 1927. Ivy Compton-Burnett, 1892 to 1969. Walt Disney's Minnie Mouse, R.I.P. All dead. Yet still alive.
1: Quiet dog. So much for guard dog
0: on Maynard.com.au. AU
3: Bryson and Hugh.
0: Everything digital.